Hello and welcome back to University Unlocked. This is your go-to podcast for all things freshers and first year. I'm Jodie. And I'm Jacob. Thanks for coming back. I feel like our last episode was mildly chaotic. Yeah, but when is it not, you know? Yeah, that's just that's just <laughs> the vibe we bring. True. Okay, today's episode, don't know how you've stuck with us for this long. Yeah. And there's already, there's like seven episodes left in the series, so good luck. But um, today's episode is about um, chores and why you shouldn't be that annoying flatmate. Chatting all things finance, laundry, food shop, chores clean all, your room babes this yeah, is a sign all the boring jobs that come with being a university student yeah because do you know what like it gets to the point where i actually enjoy cleaning my room because then it's not a tip anymore your parents aren't here to do these jobs for you real mum and dad if you're up. watching this my room is clean all the time oh 100 yeah mine yeah. is always 100 macular yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. should we say the original title of the episode no that was embarrassing i kind of want the title right actually i think i need to say the original title what, for your own like mental health yeah to kind of <laughs> to ease the guilt yeah so we we were gonna well actually i'm not gonna put the blame it's on not you. we it was you Jake. yeah it's it's, it's an eye thing i was gonna call this episode oh, i don't even want to say, say it. it get it out spit it out chores galore it's which, not even that bad it's not actually, even yeah, that bad when i said it to you earlier i was like it doesn't sound that bad but our friend eliza shout out to eliza oh yeah stay stay on till like episode five episode six for like guest appearance oh we wonder who um came up with the title of this episode which is don't so be much that better. flatmate which is so yeah much better. i agree uh, way better great let's, get into, let's yeah. get into it so we're going to start by talking about finance and money and all of that. We want to preface this by saying money is such a personal yeah, topic at university. Yeah, you know what? We're just giving generic advice. Every person's situation is different. Every person's budgeting is going to be different. It's just what works for you, depending on how much maintenance loan, if your parents are helping, how much they are helping. If you have a job. Yeah. And do you know what? I feel like we are treading on thin ice. However, we are just trying to give generic advice. Obviously, yeah. everyone's situation is different. And of course, your university will offer bursaries and different kind of loans and things like that to help Absolutely. if you are in a difficult financial situation. There's a lot of places you can look for those which aren't your student union website or university website. Yeah, you can just find general like awards and, and scholarships and bursaries. That we'll definitely link out. some um, some places you can go look for those in the show notes so go have a look if you're interested in applying for any of those yeah 100 so moving on to talking about student finance oh talking of like sfe student finance england what i didn't realize is at some point in first year you'll have to reapply for yeah. next year it's quite useful to know actually before you start university it's something you reapply for yeah. and your the amount that you get from your maintenance loan can actually differ from year to year can it yeah i think it can go up and down depending wow, on your parents income whether your parents you know get a better paying job and things yeah, like that true 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 um also important to know that people will use their student loan for different things yes some people literally just use their student loan for rent or some people you know their parents will pay for their accommodation it's been a big thing at manchester that all if not most of people's student finance goes on rent yeah it's kind of a difficult one for us to touch on because it's know what so I relative heard? there was just i don't know where i heard this but some guy got his student finance in and just like bought like a tuba what yeah he bought like tuba because it was like oh i just had so much money i didn't know what to do with it so i just bought a tuba I think <laughs> fair uh, enough. I think it that actually sums up the point of our kind of finance section of this episode. Is don't it is buy all relative. A tuba. Yeah, don't buy a tuba. <laughs> but it is relative, you know. You can do whatever you want with your student finance. You you can. But there are maybe things we don't wouldn't do recommend silly things. Doing, like buying a tuba. Yeah. But you can do whatever you want. What I found really helpful was to budget weekly so I knew how much money I had. But if you want to go and blow it all on a tuba, <laughs> like I'm not judging you. Yeah, but maybe tag us in a post if you do that. 
Yeah. If you go yeah, buy yeah, something yeah. really exciting with your student loan, tag us. Anyway, uh, guys, budget weekly. Just split your money into how many weeks you're going to be at uni for and give yourself that much. Yeah, I think my the way I do it, I know how much I have at the start of the semester until, you know, my next student loan payment yep. and, you know, how much money I will generally have for that semester. Then I will divide it by the amount of weeks in that semester. Yeah. Um, and then budget under that per week. So I always have like a, a kind of surplus, if that makes yeah. sense. Obviously, that's very... I'm in a very fortunate position where I can afford to have a surplus. I am I feel happy with the amount that I get per week. And if you, if you find it easier to budget monthly, than budget monthly but the thing is i think what we're trying to get at here is to make sure that you budget or the money will run out like i know too many people that it gets to the end of the year or the end of the semester or like right before when you're going to get your next payment in and they just don't have any money because it's all yeah. run out. you just need to know how much is coming in and out and it doesn't have to be anything fancy you don't need to you know set i up did a- make a massive spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was literally about to say you don't need to make a massive spreadsheet i don't if do that's that. easier for you then you can but just have a vague idea of what's going on I yeah think, and then just check fine. your bank statements as well I think that ties quite neatly into the way I do it is and I have two cards and I yeah, don't really so do know I. so do I oh, so do I do. so do I okay. um so I have one card that has the, all my spending money yeah and I have another card that is literally just for each week so I will send across from my big bank account yeah. the money for the week I do that yeah um and then so I only have available to spend my that amount for the week i have that but i do have a couple of savings accounts one will have my uni student finance one will have my job money in it and then my main account on that card will be where i transfer those sums out of yeah. and then i have my normal card my weekly spend that way you can really really easily see how much you're spending in a week because say your budget yeah, exactly. for the week is 80 pounds if it gets to friday and you're on five pounds you're thinking okay you know i might need to go under for next week or if you have savings you know go into your savings and things like that yeah because it's okay to transfer yourself the next payment early yeah it's just you need to be wary of that obviously you don't want to be keep transferring the next payment early and then you get to the end of the semester it's like you have 10 left and you're like for the week and you're like okay i'm a bit of a sticky situation um looks like it's an ingredients only week for me (laughs) um but yeah, I think it's kind of, that's that's the way I like to do it because yeah. you can really, really easily see how much money you're spending. Yeah, me too. In terms of like overdraft, where are you on that? I'm avoiding my overdraft at all costs. It's not free money. A lot of people say it's interest-free money. Use your overdraft. I saw a TikTok which was invest your overdraft. So go into your overdraft, Wait, max why? out your overdraft, then make money from your overdraft by investing it and then getting the, you know, whatever, okay. how much you okay. get. Okay, as much as that is kind of smart, guys, don't do that because investing kind of is not risk-free. No. <laughs> <laughs> do not be buying cryptocurrency with your student loan. <laughs> with your overdraft, sorry. <laughs> My kind of general rule of thumb is I just want to avoid my overdraft at all costs because you're going to have to get the double the money to get out of it, do you know if that what makes I, sense. Do you know what? I, I heard a story about a girl who went into her overdraft, nearly maxed it out, and then by the time her next student loan payment in, it just paid the overdraft off completely and then she had no money. Yeah, because the thing is, for example, if you have a, a job at home that you're going back to, if you're in your overdraft, your money from that job is literally only going to pay to get you out of the overdraft. Um, Obviously, an overdraft can be useful if you're waiting on a payment or something like that you know if your rent comes in you're 600 pounds into your overdraft but you know okay my student loan payment is going to come in soon so it'll get you out of the overdraft and you'll be in the clear i think the general rule of thumb that we both promote is use your overdraft wisely it can be useful if you know you're definitely going to get out of it it can be really helpful but just be very wary it isn't at the end of the day it's not free money 
However, it is a safety net. It's something to use if you need it. It's, don't get into the don't habit. Don't use the of philosophy of free your money. Whole overdraft. It's just not. It's not worth the pain that no. it will cause you. I think also in terms of an overdraft, it's important to kind of know when your when your rent payments are going in. Yeah. Because then it means you can kind of avoid going into your overdraft. That's true. That's really, really true, actually. Just put it in your calendar. And also put your student finance payment dates in your calendar, too. Yeah, because I... Do you know what? I regret not doing that because I, I keep having to, like, go online and try and find when yeah. am I getting paid? And when is you... my rent coming out of my account? Like, when is my student finance coming in? How much money do I have? <laughs> How am I still alive? <laughs> Real, where's my will to live? <laughs> <laughs> that one won't be in your bank account. I'm really sorry. Are you sure? It's up to you what you do, but the one thing that you should always do is ask for a student discount. One hundred percent. It like it, it it's ten percent off, but ten percent off everywhere. It get, it'll get you somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's yeah. a bit of it's a bit of a discount. So why yeah, not? don't be scared to ask for it. Once you're in the habit of doing so, it's really easy. And people don't care if you ask. The worst thing they're gonna say is no, and then you just pay. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also carry your student ID because some places yeah, won't yeah, accept yeah. uni days or. What's the other one? Student beans. Also cashback. Um, oh, I don't really know about that. Yeah, so cashback is where I think it works really well if you're doing quite a large purchase. So, for example, I don't know, if you're in the middle of your first semester and you're buying a laptop, see if you can do cashback on that. Um, oh, yeah, okay. it means you get back, I don't know, it's quite, it can be quite a small amount, like, in percentages so it can be like five percent cash back yeah but obviously if you're doing if you're spending you know getting a macbook or whatever and you're buying it from curry's pc world and they do cash back five percent is like 50 quid yeah it's you know that's you know that's a bit of your weekly budget do you know what i mean yeah um love that also i don't know if your card does this but it's kind of on the same note as that i have this roundup feature where oh that's yeah i if you have a roundup feature use it i don't because I think I've done it since I've had that card and I've had that card before university. Yeah. And it can be not a lot of money if you keep touching it, but I've done it since January and I have £100 in there. Wow. Which is really oh good. My you God. know, I'm, I'm think my mindset for that is, oh, that's money I can use in summer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 you can yeah. put it, it won't, you, you're not going to get rich off it, especially if you're not spending loads in a week, but it is really useful. It's not free to do the savings because you are effectively you're spending, spending money. more yeah. every time, but you are saving. I think it's really, it's quite hard at university sometimes Smart to save money. ways to live. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 100%. But yeah, I, I think that's really useful. I have that on Starling, but I think the same on Monzo as well. Oh, okay. I think the really good thing about monzo and starling is you can have categories so you can see where you're spending your the most amount smart, for the week smart, smart. so for example if you're you know if you think you've been a bit of an alcoholic for the week your drinks <laughs> yeah. your drinks might be 30 pounds or whatever oh my god who yeah no i'm not that kind of person yeah but i don't know i'm saying oh my god as if it's so shocking it's really not <laughs> that's just the university lifestyle but it's it's quite useful to see you know oh, i'm spending this much on groceries um yeah but not spending this much i on... spend the most amount on clothes sorry really <laughs> yeah. yeah but you're catered so you're not going to be spending that this much is on true I'm, this is i true. spend the most on groceries yeah, but I feel like that's normal if you're that makes not, so much. If you're, if, you're, if you're spending more on drinks than groceries, you've got yourself in a bad financial you have a problem, position. Babe. Unless <laughs> unless you like really smart a meal prep the week before so you don't actually have to buy any food. Yeah, unless all of your meals are home cooked freezer food. <laughs> Real. <laughs> okay. Getting a job is really, really normal. Yeah, I actually have two jobs. Yes, you do, don't you? Yeah, so I do content for Manchester um the university. Um, it's nice, just like digital student ambassador work. Actually, working for the uni is really good because it's usually casual work. And it's, do you know what? The pay is actually good as well. Yeah. 
They are, it is quite competitive to get student ambassador to work because everyone wants to be a student everyone ambassador. Wants to do it, it's, yeah. e- it's an easy job. But I also do uh, bar work, which is all zero hours as well. So I just choose those shifts. I do campaign work and it's all remote. So I just like sit in my room, do a bit of admin. But it's, um yeah, I think it's really good to have a job. It's good to have a job that is easy for you to do. It's not stressful. You, there's no pressure in terms of shifts. But yeah, loads of people at uni have a job. It's so normal. I don't think I was worried about um, having a job, but it was something I definitely wanted to get once yeah. I was settled. One thing though, I saw in TikTok before university, someone was saying, or I think I saw this in a few TikToks actually, which was start applying to jobs before you get to university. Hell no. Do not do that because you can't attend the interviews. You don't know how busy your timetable is going to be. You don't know how many other things you want to do. You know do. what though? My friend got a job as a um, NHS receptionist before she even realised she was going to Manchester University and she got one at like Valleyfield. What? <laughs> yeah, she manifested coming to Manchester for real. To be fair, but- if you're... That actually sounds kind of smart though, because it's like you have to, you're in your brain, you have to go here because you have a job now. Exactly. But do you know what? The thing about a job is, is that it's not the end of the world if you don't have one. If you do, it's nice to have a bit of extra money. And I think that's the end of it, really. Yeah. Now, we're going to, we're going to talk about everyone's favourite chore, Uh... which is laundry and washing. We don't have too much to say about this though, because it's all self-explanatory. Yeah, but do you know what? I'm so excited for second year when I can live in a house and not have to pay five pound for circuit laundry every time I want to do my It's not washing. five pounds though. It's like two seven, two seventy, two thirty for a it's wash. It's like two pound ninety for a wash and one pound forty for a tumble dry. Yeah. However, you have to pay five pound every time you top up through circuit laundry, and it's a scam, babes, a scam. Yeah, I'm excited also to be able to just put a load on and not have to walk outside to do it. That's such an L for you. <laughs> I don't have to do that. I know a lot of people in, in halls do. Like in Unsworth, Richmond, Chevin, even Oak to some extent. Yeah, Oak, you have to go outside to do the laundry. I don't know. You'll find out. If you're coming to Manchester, you'll find out if your laundry is outside or inside your building. Yeah, but sorry, guys. It is a scam and you do have to walk outside. I try to do one wash a week. Yeah, I think I do one wash a week, max. Yeah. Do not be doing... If you are doing more than two washes a week, think, what on earth am I washing? Why are you spending your money on that? Yeah, (laughs) you could be buying food. But if you are... Yeah, no, don't do more than one wash. If you do need to, you can use a colour catcher. On circuit laundry, on the machines, they say, do not use colour catchers. Oh, just ignore it. (laughs) Ignore it. I wasn't using colour catchers until about three weeks ago, which is really, it proves how you learn a lot. Also, if your clothes are old, if they've been washed a few times, you can wash them with other things without them losing their colour. Oh, 100%, yeah. So it's really, it's not a deep. One thing it's not is deep, okay? that I've said it once, I'll say it again. And let's move on now from washing, because <sighs> I, I hope you haven't got a bit bored, because we have got bored talking about laundry. Real. Food shop. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell we have an enormous budget on jingles. Yeah. (laughs) Do you you have any advice for food shopping as you're in catered halls? Yes. So, Fallowfield halls are slightly different to everywhere else where that gets catered because you don't get catered on weekends. It depends where you are, though, because I do know... St. Almsal, you get brunch. Yeah, but that's in Victoria Park. So like I was saying, Jacob, Sallyfield Halls don't get catered (laughs) on the weekend. (laughs) TikTok, the TikTok uh, clickbait is Jacob doesn't listen to his (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Yeah, the Sallyfield Halls don't get catered on the weekends. Lunches as well we don't get. So the the main things I buy are snacks, cereal, lunches, 
um, and like juice and milk. What I would say though is that I feel like it's the same for you, but make a shopping list and don't give in to the impulses. Yeah. The way I do my shopping list is I think about the meals I'm going to have the week first. Um, And I think that's really useful because you're not buying things that end up going in the bin. Yeah. Because we do not love food waste. And also it's a waste of money buying things you're not going to use. Yeah, I think it can be really hard at university, though, to find inspiration of what to cook, especially because you don't have an abundance of ingredients. And you're on a limited budget. It's just so difficult because you just you go to the shops and you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, I actually wrote a blog post for the university. Oh my God, shout out. Um, about where to find. Also, I wrote one for the Mancunian on a different you're note. You're getting on a tangent. You, basically, no, what he's I'm... trying to say is that he wrote an article about where to find recipes. <laughs> I'm trying to promote my other work, um, which I will link in the show notes. Shut up. <laughs> you, can go, you can go read my articles about where to go find recipes. Do you know what I've just realised is that you can just use ChatGPT. Be like, get me a recipe. Don't make get me, me a started recipe. about ChatGPT. Make no, me a recipe for this. Because I tried to do that and it was really rubbish. Really? Yeah. What did, you, what did it have you make? Well, I, I, I think it's useful for finding inspiration. Okay. That not as a recipe. There are websites where you can put in loads of all the ingredients you have and it'll come up with recipes for you. Wait, but really? They're really rubbish though. Moving on though, loose fresh fruit no, and no, veggies. I haven't finished talking about recipes. <laughs> so sorry, Jacob hasn't finished talking about recipes yet. <laughs> I think chat GPT can be useful for finding inspiration, but don't follow the recipes. Because it's bad. Yeah, I think it's it's just a computer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It has no knowledge of culinary skills. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> Inspiration. Um but there are loads of websites out there where you can use to find recipes. HelloFresh is really good and you don't need a subscription. Really? Yeah. Okay. I love HelloFresh recipes. BBC Good Food's really good as well. TikTok as well and Instagram Reels. Do you know what? I've actually found a lot of, I'll go on like student meals for like one pound, one pound portion and be yeah, like, mm, they're really good. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Loose fresh fruit and veg is really cheap at the big supermarkets. Sometimes Lidl and Aldi fruit is actually more expensive because really it comes in that. bulk. Like and I just want, quality. I just want to buy one onion, babe. Let me buy my 12p onion from Sainsbury's. I don't yeah, want a pack of like so a million cheap in, in Sainsbury's for loose fruit. Well, generally in the big supermarkets where you have to use the scales, yeah, it's so much it cheaper. Is cheap. Just but, buy a single onion, babes. Don't yeah. don't bother. And the quality is worse. Little anecdote. This go is ahead. gonna sound really boring. It was it's about a five second anecdote. Okay, go I on. A Hurry of... up, you're dragging it out. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a pack of three onions from Lidl the other day. Yeah. And this is how exciting my life is, because me and Jodie just run out of things to talk about as we talk about our food shops. Um, <laughs> I Don't bought, expose me. <laughs> I bought a pack of three of the white onions and one of them was literally mouldy. Yum. Um, delicious. And it was the only protein Jacob had that week. <laughs> Mould. <laughs> Sometimes it's better just pop in a couple times a week rather than do a big shot. Especially if you're if you're in Fallowfield and you're going to Lidl, you're obviously going to get the bus or you're going to walk there. So it's quite a distance. So popping into Sainsbury's just to get your loose fruit and veg you know, so just a little not, bit. It's not yeah. that deep. Don't don't think because you know at home your parents probably do like a big food shop. At it's, the, not like the week. it's not you like that. You don't uni, have yeah. a lot of fridge space. Like you need to be utilizing what space you do have. Yeah, and just be thinking about best before dates as well. Because if you're yeah. doing a big food shop on a Sunday, by Friday some of that food will be out of date. I mean, use best before dates. You know, don't take them as gospel because yeah, they're get not those, always get right. Get those but... two good to go magic bags as well. Like if you can, then I'd say they're worth it. Yeah, actually, we did it once, but then we never collected it because we ran out of time. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I, my dad's done that quite a few times at home, and they're really good because you can get like loads of pastries and things as well. Little yeah, tree, little breakfast tree. This is your sign to clean your room, clean your uni room, 
Amisha, babe, I've seen the state of your room. Clean it. <laughs> oh, it's a personal attack. <laughs> She's calling out Amisha. I love Amisha. Yeah, just clean your room. J- just do it. Just You'll feel better after you've done it. Yeah, I think also don't get into bad habits with leaving shit on the floor. <gasps> so real. So real. Because your room won't be massive either. If you're used to having a bigger room at home. Yeah, unless your Jody has a (laughs) massive room. Um, You know, leaving... Ashburn, LB119. Whoever gets that room next year, you're in for a treat, Yeah, it's such a nice room. (laughs) No, but because your uni room won't have loads of space. So if you're leaving clothes on the floor, that's like basically your, your entire floor space gone yes do not be treading over your dirty laundry put it in that basket yeah and you know what you will have a hoover hoover your floor yeah clean the shit shit off your floor hoover it your room will look so much better it will feel so much better it will feel so much nicer on the topic of cleaning a room change your bed sheets every two weeks don't be weird don't be dirty (laughs) just change your bed sheets it's fine for you not to wash them immediately yeah just change them them, you know because you will you will have two pairs of bed sheets and if you don't have two pairs of bed sheets get another pair it will save your life yeah and you know what it's all right i think three weeks maximum maybe if you're like going home and you haven't you haven't really thought about it when you're coming back but like don't do it any longer than that you just just take them off put new ones on you don't have to wash them right away if you don't want to but just don't be sleeping on that because it's not going to be nice for you it's just personal hygiene as well i think it's it can be quite difficult at university because really no one else is looking after you so you can yeah. fall into really bad habits with things like chores and cleaning but if you I think make they a habit are of really important though yeah you know once i've cleaned my room i feel so much better and it's not just about like feeling better though even though it will make you feel so much better like keeping damp spaces is like rife for silverfish do you know what silverfish i thought silverfish were huge in in, like minecraft (laughs) (laughs) but like they're not they're small but they will literally come and manifest in your damp spaces which is not fun i've had one on my door i have literally no idea how it got there just don't keep damp spaces make sure everything is clean and dry try not to let your dishes pile up you'll be fine those bathrooms if you have one on suite it might attract loads of hair i mean mine does as well if they're an older bathroom that floor is literally just tra- Ooh, it just yeah. is a magnet for hair oh my god one time i was at a house party shout out will and we went into his bathroom and it wasn't messy but like because it was a house party like his door had just got like kicked in like there was a hole in his door that's really not relevant to this episode i just thought i'd share because it's funny <laughs> poor thing Ugh. Anyway, yeah, who have your bathroom? It will attract hair. If you have shared bathroom... I'm laughing because <laughs> our notes and our little plan for the episode, it's very casual. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just reading what Jodie's written. <laughs> yeah, if in shared bathroom, it will be cleaned for you, but for the love of God, wash the shower down after you use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next point is flush or shit down the toilet. In Ashburn, someone just keeps fucking leaving their shit in the toilet it's just it's just so you're really advertising a shared bathroom do you know what i don't mind a shared bathroom i think the fact that it gets cleaned for you is pretty good yeah um, i have to clean my own bathroom so actually there is benefits i don't and, and it's actually pretty close to my yeah. room so i really don't mind it but i know that it's not for some people but it's it's not that deep the thing is if you're living in shared bathroom is depending on how many people you're sharing it with because in ashburn if you're living in one of the big corridors you're sharing with a lot of people and whilst you do get like quite a few toilets i would say it's not an ideal situation however i'm only sharing with like six people so it's pretty it's pretty fine yeah there is a lot of stigma about a shared bathroom it's, it's actually not that, not that deep, that deep. it's yeah. really not that deep 
On the topic of shared spaces, though, my spaces are quite clean because I live with quite clean girls. How have you found like living in a mixed flat? I'm in a flat of nine, so there's quite a lot of people there. I'm really lucky that we have a big kitchen. Yeah, you do have a big kitchen, actually. Um, and there's two sinks as well. I think it's been all right, actually. Our kitchens are cleaned twice a week, literally a godsend. And I think if they weren't, I would have found it much harder. Yeah. But because they come in and, you know, wipe all the surfaces down, hoover the floor, literally God bless the cleaners. Yeah. Because they do the most incredible job. But in terms of like untidy flatmates and stuff like bins what is the situation for you there so with bins we do have a little schedule which actually hasn't really worked in practice <laughs> but the effort was there and i think our general philosophy at the moment at this current moment of time is someone just take it out yeah which is not what you want it to be like but because we have such a big kitchen it's not that deep it depends on how well you get along with your flatmates. If if you can be the kind of group that's like, oh, we'll just take it out when it's full, then yeah, do that. But the thing is, I think once you when, when you first move in, you need to get that bin rotor in because you don't know each other that well. And you don't want to be, why is no one taking the bin out? I've done it every time this week. Just get one, just write one, and then you won't have to argue about who's taking out the bins. Yeah, I really don't know how we would have managed cleaning the kitchen if we didn't have the cleaners come twice a week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the example of my twin brother because his <laughs> flat is literally a model example of how to do it. They have a cleaner once every two weeks and this cleaner leaves notes to say how clean their flat is and how much they appreciate this flat. Oh my because gosh. they never have to actually really clean the flat. Um they have so they have a shared bathroom. They have two shared bathrooms between five of them, five five or six of them. And That's they good. Have, yeah, they have a they have a cleaning rotor, but the way they do it is one person is responsible for the bins for that week. Yeah. And then with the kitchen, it's quite a small kitchen, but two people are responsible for that, and then two people are responsible for the shared bathroom. So it's not just a one person job to clean this all the bathroom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so definitely implementing those schedules, implementing those rotors is really important. It can seem a bit I don't know the way to describe it. It can seem a bit like um oh, not again. snarky to like have a rotor. But I think it's no, really it's important so because it's a shared it's so space. Beneficial. It's a shared space. You know, you're all living in it. Some people might be used to having a dirty room and therefore that kind of translates to a dirty kitchen. But some people really, really like clean spaces. And I think, you know, it's some so people might struggle. Well. Don't be unhygienic at uni, guys. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I think also it just promotes a really good relationship with your flat if you have those schedules and have those routines. I'm really lucky that in my flat we all get along. So it's actually not that deep if exactly, you say, exactly. you know, can someone take out the bins? Someone will do it. Yeah, I think the general moral of this story is have those routines, have those rotors. And if everyone's in the kitchen, you know, don't be afraid to be like... Guys, you know, why is no one taking the bins out? Yeah, yeah. I think talking to your flatmates, if there's a flatmate that you get along with really well and you both feel like you're taking the bins out a lot, talk to them about it because usually they'll feel the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've talked about quite a few useful little tidbits. You say episode. few. I feel like we've been giving so much useful advice true i really wish someone had told me these things that's the point of our podcast real but before we wrap up we want to do our final reminders yes so mine is to just keep shared spaces uh, as clean as possible and remember that you're not the only one that's using these areas a silverfish will ruin your life if you keep damp spaces and i mean that like in your room as well as your kitchen. So just keep everything in a nice state of affairs because you don't want to have to be dealing with silverfish and like rats and stuff. No, and I think if that is the case, definitely get maintenance on the job. 
Um, and my final reminder is a budget if it's the only thing you do. And, you know, as we've said earlier in the episode, it doesn't have to be a spreadsheet, but just keep an eye on your bank statements and just, you know, make sure you know how much is coming in and out. Exactly. And with that, that is the end of the episode. Make sure to follow us on social media. Tell us what part of the podcast you like the most. Um, reminder that we are at University Unlocked Pod. Do go follow us. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I, our ramblings for this week are over. Thank goodness. <laughs> You've been saved. Don't forget to give us a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, you should only be giving us five-star reviews. Yeah, I mean, like, I know you're you not going to get this advice it. anywhere else. No, no one else <laughs> is telling you this advice. And we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.